Hello, my name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to pass on the one life hack I've been using for years that has really helped me to achieve some of the things I've accomplished in the past decade. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. I decided to set up this podcast because I wanted to create an online community that really supports parents, specifically dads, and I suppose even more specifically, dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please hit subscribe, or if you're listening to this on my podcast, please follow. I'm a happily married father of three, four if you count the dog, and we live on the south coast of the UK near Brighton. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I've struggled with my own mental health on and off since my teens. In 2010, having done a CBT course with the NHS, I was told that I had pure OCD, which explains a lot of the things I've struggled with in my life. To explain how having OCD affects my life, it basically manifests itself in me having intrusive thoughts, which on a good day can be a bit annoying, but on a bad day can be really quite upsetting. This in turn has led me to have to navigate my way through bouts of depression. One of the things, if not the main thing that has really helped, is this creative outlet of setting up and developing a YouTube channel and a podcast. And my writing a book called First Time Dad, that's available on Amazon, to hopefully support first-time parents. One of the best things I've found about setting up this YouTube channel is I've met and continue to meet some really wonderful people, some brave, inspiring human beings, who at times have been brave enough to share with me their story of maybe mental health or parenting or marriage struggles they've gone through. With that in mind, if you have a story about something you've had to overcome in regards to parenting or marriage or mental health, and you'd like to feature on a future podcast, please let me know in the comments. I really like to try and show my support to the people who are supporting me by subscribing to this channel. With that in mind, at the end of this video, I'll be telling you more about a gift that I offer all of my subscribers just to say thank you for your support. All of us have things we want to achieve in our lives. Personal, professional, mental, physical goals. And I've spoken in previous podcasts about the only way to do this is through consistency. And actually what you need to do in order to build consistency is to build and develop discipline. Doing the same things day in, day out, every day, regardless of how you feel, just getting it done, getting the work done especially when you really don't feel like doing it. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. It doesn't matter how naturally talented or skillful you are at one particular thing. If you don't work on it and you're not prepared to do the hard work, it means very little. A bit like the story of the tortoise of the hare, slow and consistent wins the race. So for example, at this time of year, the person who joins up at a gym And even though they've probably been advised to take it quite steady, train every day for about two weeks before they blow up and get injured and then can't do it anymore. As opposed to the correct way of doing it, of taking the advice of the experts and maybe training once or twice, doing as much as they can and then building up when they feel either they've got the skill or the energy or the ability to do so. Probably the one thing that I've found in the past decade that has really helped me to develop and stick to things like creating content or writing this book is at the beginning of every year to create, develop and evaluate a must, should, could list of things I must, should, could do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. 
and then stick to it. Certainly with the five musts I do every day, I've created this as a screensaver on my phone, so I'm constantly reminded of it, but I also physically write it down. I don't really understand the science behind this, but when I write something down, it cements it in my brain. And for me, things that get written down tend to get done. The one obvious trip hazard that I've found in regard to writing lists in the past decade is that quite often you completely overextend what you think you can do. As human beings, we're much more likely to focus on the negatives or look for problems. So if you write a list of 10 things you must do every day and achieve seven or eight of them, instead of focusing on the fact that you've achieved seven or eight things today, you focus on the fact that you didn't do all 10. With that in mind, and like a lot of things in life, less is more. I found you're much better off committing to doing two, three, four, at most five things you must do every day, as opposed to 15. You're much more likely to do it, and the satisfaction that you will get from knowing that you completed your two, three, or five must things of the day will help it to continue. What you might find that if you create a list of two or three things you must do every day, after a couple of months, it just happens naturally. You don't really have to think about it. It just becomes part of who you are and what you do on a daily basis. As well as physically writing it down in a diary, I found that creating a screensaver on my phone with my, in my case, five must things I need to do today, it just helps to constantly remind me, have you done them yet? If, like me, you're someone that looks at your phone quite a lot, probably more than you should, it really helps to confirm, have you done that yet? If not, why not? Get it done. Another little tip that may help for you, and this may really resonate if you're a parent, which as well as the actual wording of the five musts you should do, the screensaver on my phone also includes a picture of my why. Why am I doing this? In my case, it's a picture of my family. So every time I'm feeling a bit lazy or I can't be bothered, I think, well, you need to do this, if not for you, for them. And that emotional reminder of why I'm doing this is quite often the kick up the arse I need to get it done. The more clarity you can give yourself about the things you must do, the better. And for me, I tend to do them in the order that I naturally do them in the day. So, for example, as well as having a dog who's a wonderful family dog, she is also a very, very effective alarm clock. I know that between half five and six, when she starts barking because she needs to be let out for a wee, the clock is ticking. Unlike an alarm clock or a phone which can be snoozed, if I don't get up within a couple of minutes, there might be a little puddle or a little treat that I need to clear up. And I think you'll probably agree that clearing up a pile of dog shit is not a great way to start a day. So once I've let the dog out and she's doing her business, that's the time I open up my laptop, turn it on and get set up to do the first must job of the day, which is also the one task on that list of five I least want to do. Whichever job you least want to do, do it first. So for me, it's probably writing some emails, reviewing some books, or asking someone if they might be interested in reviewing my book. There's always a couple of emails I need to write or apply to that I really don't want to because I find it quite boring. That's the work I do first. And I know it takes me about 20 minutes to reply to the two or three quite important emails that actually might end up helping me to develop the relationships I need to propel my podcast, YouTube, or book forward. Do that work first. It could also be quite helpful to give yourself a time frame of when you should be doing these things. So for example, my first must of the day, sending a couple of emails, I know that takes me about 20 minutes. If it's taking me longer than 20 minutes, then I need to stop 
talking to the dog or scrolling through my phone or doing whatever thing I'm doing, which is basically distracting me. Work out how long it would take really to do all five of those jobs really well. For me, it's about an hour and a half, which if I get up between half five and six, gives me more than enough time to get all that work done really well, plenty of time before I need to wake the kids up, do breakfast, sort out book bags, get them ready and get them off to school. So for me, once I've achieved my first must of the day, I then reward myself with my second must of the day, which is filling up the kettle. And while the kettle is boiling, I use that time to do some body weight exercises. Body weight squats, press ups, a static squat against a wall, it doesn't really matter. I just know that while that kettle is boiling, I am doing some exercise. And then once I've made my cup of tea, I'll probably go back to my laptop to continue with my work. If the only exercise you do is two to three minutes while you're waiting for a kettle to boil, that's probably still better than the majority of the population of the world. It's your exercise banker for the day. Basically, it's done. The reason I decide to do my must jobs of the day before the kids wake up, because especially if you're a parent, this might resonate, you know the minute children are up, or the minute anyone else is up, basically you're firefighting for the day. It's difficult enough getting these jobs done where you have complete silence, no distraction, and just a quiet house to do some work. Even with those perfect conditions, it's still very easy to get distracted or derailed. So for me, once I've made my cup of tea, the next thing I do is back to my laptop, and I probably spend about 30 minutes replying to any comments that I may have got on my podcast, on my YouTube channel videos, because I found actually building human connections with the people who are investing the time to watch your content is actually where you can really make your content grow. You can really make your community grow, which in turn, once you've got a community, people are more likely to take an interest in other content you've got or other products you've done, like, like in my case, my book. So for me, once I've done that third item on my must list, I go upstairs to crack on with must list number four, have a cold shower which is quickly followed by must list number five, do 100 kettlebell reps. And I do it every day. And I don't really think about it anymore. It's just something that happens. In regards to the fact we've all got things we want to do, and we all want to get places, and, and that can feel frustrating when it doesn't feel like it's happening quick enough. It's also good to maybe have a could list and a should list. If you find you have one of those days where you just rattle through everything, you've done all five things, you can maybe refer to the things you could do if you had time and do one of two of those. But certainly if you're a parent, more times than not, if all you're doing is the five things on your must list, so for me, doing things that are developing my passive income stream of my book, developing my YouTube channel and my podcast, doing some exercise, and having a cold shower, then that's enough. If you're doing that every day, the positive compound effects that will have on your life are enormous. And as I said, if you find that you're having a really good day and you've rattled through those five things and you've got some spare time and you want to put it to good use, refer to things you should do or maybe even could do. In regards to having a must list of things you do every day, it can also help you to have the structure of things you must do every week. So for example, for me, I must train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at least once, ideally twice a week. I must create, edit and upload two podcasts a week. Every week, I reach out to at least 10 other content creators or influencers or podcasters who might want to feature as a guest on my podcast. And I find that structure, apart from being very effective in helping you to achieve your goals, just helps to calm the frustration if and when you feel like you're not really getting anywhere, because you are. 
I really hope you got something from this podcast. And if there was anything that I mentioned that particularly resonated with you, please put it in the comments. Also, do you have a question about something in your life, parenting or family related or marriage related or mental health related that I might be able to help with? I can't promise I will, but I promise I'll do my best to find an answer for you. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, as a big thank you to anyone who subscribes to my channel, I offer all of my subscribers a completely free video birthday message on their special day. If you'd like me to sing you a slightly out of tune ukulele song on your birthday, all you need to do is put your name, your birthday date, and where you're from in the world in the comments, and I'll get it booked in in my big book of birthday songs to sing to subscribers this year. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay, and take care. Bad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website www.dadmindmatters.com.